0: Welcome to Sustainable 128. Welcome
1: yourself to Sustainable 128, Your cheeky, naughty, police goading little monkey. <gasps> How dare you! As we shall discover, we are your friendly little environment podcast all about people and the planet and the police. No,
0: not, not, them. not them. No, <laughs> not them. Although should have more of the police on the soundtrack i like the police very good i'm a sting fan there i said it anyway um we
1: are here for chuckles and giggles we all? about the environment but also to ask some
0: questions mm. and what are we going to ask questions about this week then oh well we certainly don't have any answers that we have established so far we're going to be asking questions about extinction rebellion what's that that it was a very good question Dave that is a a question we will try to answer Uh, but it is the latest incarnation of environmental protest in this country but also increasingly around the world and it's trying to kind of up the ante saying well hang on a minute if it's as bad as all these scientists say it is why are the government everywhere not doing anything about it and why aren't we going Well, if the government aren't doing anything about it, then the law isn't worth respecting on this point, so we're going to get arrested until they start doing something about it. That's a very crude and probably misleading characterisation of it. But basically, people deliberately getting arrested because stuff is so bad that it warrants it.
1: How exciting. We're going to talk about all of that. Before any of that, just the usual disclaimer. We do work for environmental charities, don't we, all? Yeah, but these are <laughs> don't we all? Yeah, but these are very much our own views. Yes, so. I would like to stress that <laughs>
0: particularly on
1: this issue. Yes, yeah, very, very much the views of us, yes, and not the organisations for whom we work. So, if no. us up in the ante, you gets your auntie on her uppers, take it up <laughs> with me and all, and
0: not with anyone for whom we work. Yes, absolutely correct, and that, that is just perhaps listen back to the last. 30 seconds, a few times, just so you're absolutely clear. Right. To the barricades! (laughs) Thing Dave can't decide if it is good or not. So, uh, this is the section where Dave goes... Hmm. uh, Is this... Good or, or not bad or <laughs> yeah. I, is it somewhere
1: in between? Yeah. Is it both? Yeah, we haven't done this. We did this section once. It died on its ass, but we're going to do it again <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm going to do it for the whole episode because we are looking at a thing oh, that I can't decide if it is good or not.
0: Yeah, well, how appropriate! Uh, and what
1: is that thing? Dan? That thing? Oh, is this?
0: are Well, that is some people who are cross about governments doing naff all to stop the planet frying. So cross, in fact, that they're going, Well, we've tried, you know, asking people to stop nausing up the planet. We've tried lots of different tactics to get their attention and none of it's working, so we're going to stop obeying your laws. Uh, The theory being that that will up the ante, that will make people go, hang on a minute, we've got more people getting arrested, going to prison, breaking the law. This is really serious. We can't just fob them off with platitudes and 25-year environment strategies. Uh, So that's, that's the thing, I think. And what is the thing in practice? What happened then? Come on. Okay, so this is a thing called Extinction Rebellion, right? Right. Um, Which is a, I suppose it would describe itself as a sort of decentralized protest movement. It's not like, you know, one person saying, I'm the hero, follow me. But it is organized by, you know, clever people who organize this sort of stuff. Um, I think it's got a lot of the same people who organized the Occupy Uh um, protests from quite a long time ago now, like... 2008, 10 years, isn't it? No, I 2011.
1: Financial crash, no, financial, crash, financial, no, financial yeah, crash. look it up. No, hang, on, hang on.
0: 2011, I'm right. There we are. No, no, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Good. the point is, I think it's got a lot of those people um, at, its, at its core. But it is, um, it is, the thing that is different is that it's trying to recruit people who know they're going to break the law Ooh. and then accept the consequences of that. So it's not just doing a bad thing and then running away and trying not to get caught. It's saying, I'm going to be on this bridge when I'm not allowed to be, or I'm going to be... Uh, putting... What's wrong with being on a bridge? Well, it's... bridge right now? There's a bridge over there. Should we go on it? Okay, but if we stand in the way of all the traffic and get our mates to stand in the way of all the traffic and the traffic can't go anywhere, that's not allowed. That's against the rules. And then you say, Yep, yeah, I know. And I am doing this uh, out of Principle and I accept the consequences. And other stuff, you know, Extinction Rebellion have been spray spray painting painting bits of the government with nice...
1: (laughs) Which bit of Theresa May did they spray paint?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, so far at the time of recording, uh, which is a while before it's going out, so who knows what's happened. uh, They've been spray painting the buildings, what bits of government work in, but they've been spray painting it with nice removable chalk spray paint. Um, But they've been standing by and going, yep, that was me. And, you know, I stand by it, literally, so arrest me if you want to. Uh, And at this big uh, sort of culmination of the first wave of Extinction Rebellion uh, on the 17th of November, there was uh, a series of bridge closures in central London. Five bridges, I think, where like thousands of people went onto the bridge thousands. against the rules. Yep, thousands. Thousands. In total, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, between about four and six thousand is what the organisers are saying, so I guess it might be less. Uh, went onto the bridge and said, Right, we're going to sit here for a bit. And the bridges were closed, and that was against the rules. And some people, when they were asked to move on by the cops, didn't and got arrested. Placing you under arrest. Don't be ridiculous. I haven't done anything. Look here, my cousin's a QC. Get in
1: the back of the van! So you're deliberately trying to get yourself nicked, or you're doing things that could get you nicked. And basically, the whole point of it is yeah, I don't care. Bring it. Nick me. Nick me. Put me in the back of your meat wagon, you <laughs> jowly faced pig dog. Pigs! Like, Pigs! Yeah, I don't imagine it was quite like that, was it? In no. Fact, it... In fact, my understanding of what it was like was a bit more like this.
0: So I guess that's uh, one of the things we need to talk about. Like, who were doing? Who were the people doing this? And you, I was there. You was there. I was there, uh, kicking a
1: police officer in the testicles, nicking his helmet, and throwing it into the Thames and saying, "Up oh, yours, Rosa." That was you, wasn't absolutely, it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I was punching grannies, uh, stamping on small children. Yeah, all of the usual. To be fair, they normally stamp on you, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, yes, I was there. Um, I went to Waterloo Bridge and sat in the middle of it and listened to some people saying some stuff and it was all very jolly. It was a beautiful sunny day. Atmosphere was extremely nice. People were respectful and friendly. And to be honest, the coppers were all very, like, on best behaviour as well.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you do bloody surprise me. So here are some of the people who have lined up to say that this is a good idea, right? Archbishop of Canterbury says it's a good idea. George Monbiot of this parish, uh, who, uh, go back and listen to episode 97, he thinks it's a good idea and all. Loads of luminaries, like all the Caroline Lucases off of the Green Party and Jenny Jones. Oh, uh, no, I don't, oh, know no, she, I don't she, think she was there. No, no, I'm not she's... saying they were there, but these are all people that say it's a good idea, right? right Very mainstream yes. sort of thingy. People writing letters to the press, all these academics saying, this is a thing we're going to do. We Naughty, not you know, lock, lock us up, right? So, and they were doing it with all the tele cameras there, and they were doing it in the middle of London, and there was loads of them, and they were singing songs and knitting yogurt and saying, well, I'm terribly sorry, officer, to interrupt you, but the future of the planet does rather depend on this. So, if you could, you mind awfully not hobnailing me in my face, that would be very much appreciated. Of course, the police are on their best behavior, of course, they bloody were.
0: Oh, that's your point, is it? Yes, okay, sorry, okay, we got that, yeah. And well, what I think is probably the, the right point, yeah. Uh it would have looked bad on the police. That is I think what you're saying, if they had strong armed lots of people Very bad. uh into the back of police vans straight away. Yeah. But one of the speakers was was the magnificent Tina Rothery, who uh if you don't know Tina, you should, because she's one of the best human beings in the world. She is one of the fracking nanas, or rather, the anti-fracking nanas, um, who is based up in Lancashire and has just been a magnificent, inspirational protester and an activist, but she was saying, "I tell you what happens up in Lancashire, where you know all of the lovey media aren't watching. You get your shit kicked out. You again. get the shit kicked out, <laughs> yeah. out of you, and you get you know you get dragged away and your collarbone." collarbone, collarbone gets broken and you see young women dragged along by their hair and their trousers are like pulled down by being dragged along and then they're scraped along the road and it's all horribly undignified and violent and horrible and that's what happens when it's not in lovey London town with everyone looking on. So, Sounds yeah. like an average night out in
1: Blackpool on a Saturday. Right?
0: <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're not protesters. <laughs> no, it's just, just trying to make their way home.
1: What? But, but I'm being unfair, aren't I? Because, like, look, I didn't go. You know why you? I didn't go? Unfair. Well, I didn't go, and you know why I didn't go. Apart from the fact I was in bed, right? I didn't go because I was scared. Oh, I don't want to get nicked. I don't want really to go too much. Is that really why you didn't? Yeah. go? Yeah. Would you?
0: Would you have? genuinely gone. If...
1: I've gone on marches and things like that. I don't want to get nicked. I've got too much to live for. I'm not like I don't want to, you know, what have spend you the got rest to live of for? my up oh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh and I think if I had, so a few people have been a bit sniffy about this thing. Right. And the the reason why I can't decide whether it is good or not is because I can't, I've got this little impulse in me, I will be honest, to be sniffy about it because I didn't go. And I didn't go because I ain't got the guts. And so therefore I'm going, I need to justify somehow why it is I didn't go on this thing. And so I'm going to invent a story about why it's a waste of time, or why it was all fluffy, right? And it was fluffy. I mean, if I could, you know, talking to someone else who went there, it was, like, very nice. And everyone, you know, the police were never really going to kick anyone's head in. And people there were, you know, tying daffodils in their hair and doing stuff like that. And it was all very nice. It felt a bit like pretending at being naughty as opposed to actually being naughty. But, yet, at the same time, managed to shut down uh, five roads across the river in the centre of London, um and caused a nuisance of themselves. So achieved what they wanted to do, at least of this big thing at the weekend. Um but like I dunno, what what do you reckon? Is it what, is it doing anything? Is it useful? Is it going to change anything? Is government, does government give the remotest shit whether a bunch of Guardian reading, wet behind the ears, ever so nice people sit around with guitars and say, oh, if you wouldn't mind awfully not crossing this road, I'm afraid the future of the planet does depend on it.
0: The rate of um, extinction is appalling. Um, the. Um the, uh, you know, the, the uh, rising sea levels and the acidification of that 50% of the coral reef is dead. I mean, when do we start to act? I don't know. The thing that I thought was genuinely impressive was that you had a big turnout. Uh, bigish, bigish, but a turnout of people who were told, we are going to be disobedient. You come along to this thing, you're going to break the law, right? yes. And there could be consequences. Now, the organisers were keen to say almost certainly the way this will play out, based on how similar things have been going recently, is that the police will be very friendly, as you were saying, and then they will give a lot of warning when they're going like, to think about actually asking people to move on and, and let alone arrest people. So if you want to leave and not get arrested, you'll have lots of chances. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's law-breaking, but it's not like, turn up here and you're going to get nicked. No. It's turn up here and you're going to be doing something which is against the rules. Yes. But you're almost certainly going to have the opportunity to stop doing that without there being any consequences. However, that is different to the normal demo, right, where organisers work with the police to officially map out a route, close the roads. It's all completely above board, bloody, bloody, blah. So I think that's, I think the fact that many thousand people turned up to do that is significant and interesting and there there were people you know i had friends there who were not activist d types who were like going you know you could tell that they felt quite sort of serious about this and i'm like what happens you know what happens when you get nicked i was like i don't know i've never been nicked but you know this is what people are saying what does happen when you get nicked because this is the
1: thing we were talking about before weren't we like we were talking about it and going like is it all right to get people and just go come up and you might get nicked is that all right like getting nicked I got
0: got mixed views about that I think I think you've got to do an awful lot to make sure people are prepared for the consequences because it can be bloody horrible and like if you get nicked let alone if you get charged with something well then you've got a criminal record right and we talked back in episode, was it a bit of
1: 40 or something like that, when we talked to that Danny Paffard. Oh,
0: Heathrow thirty. I love 13. that episode. That's one of my favourite episodes. Good it? episode. Brilliant.
1: And uh, we, we talked to her about, like, fear of being nicked and, you know, and, and she was dead scared about it. You know, brave woman, did loads of stuff, put herself in the way of Heathrow, but she was like, no, sodding terrified, Thanks. Um, yeah, no I fun. think, Yeah, even it's if it's just for a couple of hours, which is all that really happened to the people. So eighty-two people were nicked at the thing right. uh, weekend before last, uh, which is quite a lot, I suppose. Out of six thousand, it isn't a lot, but that's eighty-two people who would have been put in the back of the van, presumably, and at the very least, like that's the you know they were in the back of a police van, which is probably quite scary for liberal types. Um, but some of them would have got, presumably, I guess, taken to a place, put into a cell with a man called Derek. <laughs>
0: who's bleeding from several places and isn't very happy about it uh, smiling at you with his one tooth yeah so I don't I don't know I don't know if I think it's okay for people who are essentially unprepared for getting nicked hmm. uh, certainly for getting charged maybe maybe you just have to say look you know you're adults make yourself prepared talk to people only do this and actually in fairness when I was there watch porridge watch porridge <laughs> yeah watch the bill <laughs> Uh, When I was there, there was somebody who clearly was an organiser saying, "Okay, this is the point where if you have any doubts about whether or not you want to get arrested, you need to go. Uh, Like, you need to, if you're sitting on a fence, you need to go. If you don't want to get arrested, you need to go. Sitting on a fence illegal now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that, you know, that was a good bit of advice. Unfortunately, it wasn't amplified. It was just, I happened to be near that person. Uh, So I think probably lots of people didn't hear it. but." Was that Mrs. Oll? No, no. <laughs> Mrs. Oll was there. Mrs. Oll was there and Baby Oll were there. Um, what Baby Oll had got nicked? That'd he was a- my human shield. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I made him look and act as cute as possible and then just walked around holding him going, you wouldn't, you wouldn't nick. You wouldn't nick this. Lucky you? for you, he wasn't micturating on your head at that point. Right, look, we've banged on enough about protests and the rights and wrongs of it. Uh, see various episodes in the, in the, in the past. I yeah, Start
1: I'd... with episode 31, all about protest.
0: Ah, yeah. Is that the one called Protest? Yes. Very good. <laughs> We're getting good at our titles, aren't we? Um, but look, there's been some really um, interesting, thought-provoking critiques of this whole thing. Uh, one by a bloke called Chris Saltmarsh, who uh, isn't a Saltmarsh. He is... <laughs> He's a. I think he works at people. He's human. And, <laughs> he's a human. He works at People and Planet, um, and he is saying, "Well, one of the things I think is, is most interesting is he's saying, if if you're trying to articulate that there is kind of state repression going on, that's fine, but it needs to be genuine. So if if you know you if you are getting beaten up by the police the whole time because of what you're trying to get on with, like voting or being a woman or being black or being gay, then, you know, people can and will be outraged by that state repression if you... In and of itself. In and of itself, if you can communicate it powerfully and all the rest of it. If you're trying to create it, but you're not a group that is actually structurally repressed or oppressed rather then it's unlikely in his view that the sympathy public sympathy for that kind of state repression will come and i think that's an interesting as an interesting point do i i'm not sure if i agree with it i'm going to ask you if you agree with it <laughs> um <laughs> Is an interesting thing, isn't it? Uh, it? Another point he
1: makes is about the fracking. Skillfully avoided. No, well, I'm, I'm answering it via a roundabout way of working out what I think while saying some words out of my mouth, which Excellent. is usually... <laughs> Podcast is prerogative. Being a, being a white man usually gets me out of trouble. So <laughs> um, the uh, fracking stuff, yeah? Them guys what got uh, very harsh sentences for protesting against fracking a few months ago. Yeah. He's, uh, he was arguing that those people... Everyone got all upset about it and were like, oh, it's outrageous. Can't believe the sentencing that they got. But they yeah. weren't actually saying shouldn't have been nicked in the first place. Like The the outrage was, can't believe you threw the book at them people so heavy as all that. Can't believe you gave them these great, whacking, great sentences. Yeah, one, like, oh, what do
0: they do? Beat up a policeman? No, they stood on a lorry that wasn't moving. Yeah. Oh, and you're giving them a year and a half in prison?
1: Right. So it wasn't like you shouldn't have nicked them. It was just, that's a bit harsh. Right. And I, from talking to a few people about this who had nothing to do with environmental stuff at all, like, I think if a load of people had got nicked for buggering up the traffic, then people would have gone, yeah, if you right, bugger out the traffic. But I don't think they would have gone, brave martyrs, wonderful souls, noble pariahs, putting themselves in the way of justice. I don't think, because I don't think that's what people think about climate change. Now, I suppose the argument goes, well, yeah, but they're not going to think that about climate change unless you make it. Uh, thing and i imagine that plenty of other movements in history have started off from a similar sort of place but it's not the same as other movements in history is it oh because you just said it there like there are an awful lot of protest movements that have used similar sort of tactics but they've generally have been about like this is the only way we get hurt like civil rights movement suffragettes right where you had disenfranchised people or people who are in some way excluded from... But like
0: literally disenfranchised. Right, literally yeah. disenfranchised grumpy. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> Not just like grumpy and got, you know, a bit of time on Saturday and the nannies come round so they can sit on the bridge for a couple of hours, right? People who are like, no, I'm going to chuck myself in front of this horse or I'm going to do, you know, this protest or that protest. I'm going to get sodding well nicked because what else have I got? I've got no other way of making my voice heard. And the thing you do about it is very clear, which is you give me a vote. You give me my rights. You, you know, that is the thing. My rights are being trampled on. This isn't the same as that, and I wonder whether or not it is a bit of a category error in a way, which we've talked about back in episode 122 about all of this climate change stuff. Whether or not the idea that you're going to get people going climate change is a thing I think we should get nicked for, that's the thing I don't know. That's, I think at the heart of it is I absolutely think people getting nicked for like a cause is fine I'm all for it I'm a coward but I'm pleased that other people aren't cowards I'm just not sure whether or really not that... I'm really fascinated by this like, are you I'm really? a physical coward I, I I'm a ter- you are a coward I'm a physical coward I'm a terrible physical coward I'm, I'm, I do scary things I do things that like some of these people wouldn't do like go and you know put a suit on and talk to scary
0: people and all that sort of stuff I'm I a physical stand up coward. in front of an audience and do an improvised jazz solo on a clarinet and it's really hard and anything could happen that's right but scary. the
1: second someone throws a glass at me i'm out that's it i'm off
0: well, i mean i think i'm out if someone throws a glass <laughs> at me okay we gotta figure out
1: something these people like and fast hey i've got it remember
0: the theme from rawhide but i just don't, rawhide?
1: I don't i don't know. I, I don't know this is the thing i don't know what i think about it. is climate change a thing that is like all them other social movements that can really catalyze people If you could answer my question that'd be great
0: I wasn't aware that we were answering your question. I was asking <laughs> you if you're actually a coward because I don't believe you. Uh, but I hear, no, I hear what you're saying. And well, I guess I guess the to, uh, what what you would do is if mates of yours were at a demo like this or going to a demo saying, like I, I think I'm going to get like beaten up or something horrible is going to happen to me and I really need your support. Like, you would probably support them. I, re- in- I really need all the vegans around me that I can get Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> they call on me, aren't oh. they? If you gain weight from too much chow, I will never call you a cow. I respect you in cows. Don't use cow as an insult.
0: Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you would, if push came to shove, literally you would fight, you fight you to defend your mate or your family or some something insults. specific. I, I get that. I, I hear what you're saying. What was your question? Is it the same?
1: Like, is, it, is it ultimately going to be a thing that becomes this, what they want it to be, I guess? Or maybe that's the question. Like, what do they want it well, to I be? Well, I don't but, know. I'm not sure. Know, but, but what they might want it to be is this sort of, you know, great sweeping of the nation and the world of civil disobedience about climate change. Is that ever going to happen or is it actually about something else?
0: Well, I don't know. We'd have to, maybe we should have got one of them on to (laughs) come and answer it. No,
1: we hope to, uh, before Christmas, we hope to have an interview with someone very influential in this movement. Can't say who it is yet, but we hope that's in the diary. We hope it will
0: happen. So I guess my mind uh, goes back to some of the climate protests from about 10 years ago now. Uh, The climate camp stuff, um, where people were very targeted. and, And the thing I'm thinking of is where King's North coal power station was the focus of... Of protests, where this coal power station that was proposed, it wasn't built. Uh, it was proposed, uh, basically over the summer. A whole bunch of hippies like went and set up camp there and said, "Right, this is the thing we're going to stop. This is the protest. Uh, this is the specific bit of infrastructure what we can't have." And they've done similar things, you know, the same groups of people under different names uh have occupied the insides of cooling towers of existing gas power stations that's the stuff which I do not have the guts to do I wish I did yeah. but yeah. I'm in awe of people who can who can do that I guess what extinction rebellion might say is yeah but these individual piecemeal protests are not enough now we we have to have a kind of www www WW World War 2 Uh, style mobilisation from governments on everything. Which is what they want. I mean, they want, like, in the next eight years,
1: seven years, six years, years, they want the entire economy to be zero carbon. They're saying that's, like, that is, you know, ask us what we want. That's what we want. Yeah. That. You know, friend of the Babble, James Murray, go back and listen to the last episode, but he was talking about this Extinction Rebellion stuff, and he said, well, look, who the hell else out there is actually saying, like, no, this is so sodding urgent that this is what you need to do? Like, mm. he said, yeah, you can knock it all you like and call them a bunch of, he didn't say this, I'm saying this, or horrible, gnarly, tree crusty hippies, right? Is that what you think? Uh, not what I think. Oh, but,
0: is that what James thinks? No, it's it? what anyone thinks. He said,
1: you can, you can do that if you want. Do you want? Oh, shut up. But <laughs> uh, you can't escape the fact that, like, the science is seriously sodding scary, and nobody out there... Like, we Think how many times on this podcast we go, you're going to ban something a bit in 25 years' time? That's not good enough, right? Yeah, and then actually, yeah. when someone comes out and says, all right, ban it all six years from now, that's what it requires. Treat it like the Bosch is at the door. Treat it like a war, right? Then people go, oh, it can't be done. Can't. Be, that's too optimistic. But, like... That is what needs to happen,
0: really. Yeah, um, and, and also, what's what the worst that happens? The worst outcome there, and worst in inverted commas, is that somehow we manage it. And you're not going to have people going, oh, for God's sake, we've decarbonised the economy 15 years early. The thing I'm not sure about, one of the things, many things I'm not sure about, This specific thing I'm not sure about, is is what the intended audience of this is. Like, do they want the government to go, or do they want kind of, you know, people who worry about climate change, but aren't activists, that big kind of broad body of the public who, you know, support the idea that climate change is bad. Do they want them to go, oh, bloody hell, people are actually prepared to get arrested. Maybe this is more serious than I thought. Or do they want Other people who are up for getting arrested, which is presumably quite a small bit of the public, to see it and go, yeah, brilliant, I'm going to do that. So they sort of grow their numbers a bit. Like,
1: well, do they, why do they have to want anything? Maybe they're just like, we're going to try this. Isn't, well, one, isn't it very that, easy to kind of... This is the kind of professional campaigner mentality, isn't it? Like maybe. What's your theory of change in your funnel diagram and your tuberculosis <laughs> tube? It's like, you know, insert <laughs> jargon here. Um, actually, why can't people just go, I'm pissed off about this. I'm going to do something. Why has it got to oh, be? Oh, they can.
0: They can, but, uh, but also... Surely it's worth investing some clever brain time in and trying to have a good strategy sure and, and a, a target and be clear who that target is and develop tactics appropriate for that target. And I, I genuinely don't know the answer. Like, I don't know the answer to this. But if I would suggest it would not stand a great chance of being successful if the intended audience is loads and loads of people who are law abiding citizens who don't consider themselves activists, but are a bit worried about climate change, i But I genuinely don't know. And I don't know if that's important. No, well, I mean, you know, they convinced George Monbiot, so they must be doing something, right? (laughs)
1: I do know what I think, I'll oh, anyway.
0: Have you decided? Yeah, I think it's
1: bloody brilliant. I mean, I always kind of thought that. I think, like, I think it is great that... I think the following things are great. I think it is great that a bunch of people were like, we're going to do something about this. I don't care. Like, we, If I've got one thing, I'm kind of bored of saying it, but if I've one thing that I feel like I've said, certainly in the last sort of ten episodes in various forms, over and over and over and over again, it's that, like, I, there's not one thing that needs to happen here right? It is like, you know, if you have a vote, you vote on climate change. If you buy stuff, you buy on climate change. If you work in a business, you get a business to do climate change. You got money, you move it, blah, blah, blah. It's all this stuff and more. Keith, It's doing stuff like Keith. It's doing stuff like, girl, Keith, go back and listen to a couple of episodes ago where Keith Alexander had listened to the babble and went into his bank and said, yeah, I'm moving my money. I'm, so, I'm, just, I'm, I'm doing I'm, it because I'm, of your just, terrible climate policy show me the bloody manager. I just and just went and told that. the manager what's what.
0: That's brave. Other people have done that on our Twitter. Have you seen a no, few other great. people have done it the on our Twitter? Babble Instagram. is starting a movement. Just, I just love that people have got the guts to do that. That is brave. That is but brave. the point
1: is we need it all. Right? And I'm all up for every single expression of kind of anger and bravery and intelligence and innovation and creativity, and I'm not going to piss on any of them chips, Oh, Not even if they're like crinkle-cut sweet potato fried chips from Waitrose, what are you taking in a
0: £3.50 bag? Because Woof. they're so much better than them Aldi ones. There were probably quite a few of those at Extinction Rebellion. Exactly. Uh, I think that's right. Good. I think that... We need to be very charitable to new, exciting, dynamic things that emerge and not granddad. (laughs) Listen to the sound of you. We need to be very these
1: kids have got some good ideas, you know. (laughs) They're not all full of Tamagotchis. <laughs>
0: That's the second podcast you've used up. <laughs> they're back. Bizarre 90s reference. They're, no, they're
1: back. They're a thing. Really? Yes, they're a thing
0: again. Presumably now they're fully autonomous and already know what you think before you do. No,
1: they're the same. They're like cassettes. Go back and listen to episode 121. They're back. All, old things. They're all back. Cool.
0: Excellent. Um, uh, what was it? Yeah, no, what was I saying? Yes, charitable. Look. New things emerge, and lots of people have been trying other things, old things for a long term, long time. Can easily go, oh no, oh no, that won't work, like stupid idea. You should just be doing what we're doing. I think it's really important to not do that. I think we should encourage and nurture uh, any effort to uh, to take this stuff seriously and to be creative. Totally think that. Ooh, Right, so um, do you know what you think about it now yeah I
1: told you I think it's a good thing Oh, very good thing excellent I, I always kind of thought that I was just using it as a device Gosh, for the purposes of an episode how
0: sophisticated
1: Yes, yeah, production mate casting forward all very good uh, you can get in touch with us and tell us what you thought of the show we want to know what you think we probably have it wrong we'll probably get abuse we don't mind um, we do mind
0: yeah, be kind.
1: Be nice. Um, you can email us at hello at sustainababble.fish. You can find us on Facebook, just search Sustainable Babble or
0: find us on Twitter at the babble wagon. Look at your face. <laughs> You're so pleased that you got through that. Listen, if you haven't come to the babble <laughs> before, you'll be straight you'll be surprised by my reaction. But basically Dave cannot. He is physically incapable until this point. <laughs> of delivering our Twitter, Facebook and email addresses. So well done Dave I'm, I'm proud of you man. The
1: other thing I can deliver
0: is if you like the show
1: you can bung us some cash at our crowd funder. You can join the small but loyal army of people what chip in. We are at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainybabble. You can get the babble on your tits. You can hey. buy one of our t-shirts. What are all made out of sustainable what's names. Uh, <laughs> you can go to our website at wobblywobblywobbly.sustainabble.fish and click on t shirts and if you like what you hear go to itunes give it a good rating thanks good you done uh, no we haven't said thank you to the people we well, said let's about to. to do that uh, right. Well, yeah if right if you could we'll yeah no well
0: thank you to the magnificent dicky moore who does the music that begins ends and intertwingles this podcast and thank you to our hero of the design world arthur stobel he is a
1: hero he is a hero i'm gonna play the hero music
0: yeah that's for you arthur we love you uh he has done our logo and other stuff which adorns our website and the t shirts which you can buy if you want to give money to us for t-shirts what you can wear on your tits buy shit you don't need wear it on your tits um, Right, speaking of heroes, big shout out to all the people genuinely
1: who are doing exciting stuff to save the planet because God knows we need it. Um, and I amen. shall be, uh, Amen, and I shall be back next week, will you all? Or will you be locked up at Her Majesty's Pleasure, um, snuffling around in the dirt for something to eat?
0: Well, I'll be doing the second bit, but hopefully not the first bit. Yeah. All right, bye! Bye! Stick stick most-